Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, welcome to the Christmas Eve edition of the 49ers Rush Podcast. Uh, really happy to be with you guys today. Hopefully everybody's enjoying their families and having a good time and all that kind of stuff. And so Merry Christmas to everybody out there. And just wanted to take some time to pre preview what's coming up, talking a little bit defensive scheme, all that kind of stuff. We're going to go over some film. We're going to talk playoffs, injury updates for both Seattle and the 49ers. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I got a little treat for you guys. Not going to lie. For those of you that can hang around to the very end of this podcast, uh, I may, I, I have a problem, <laughs> as most of you guys know already. Um, I wrote a little Christmas poem for uh, the 49ers. So, uh, yeah, I got to read that to you guys, you know, just so we could stay in the spirit of the holidays. So, uh, why not, right? But uh, thank you guys for joining and make sure that you hit the like button button wherever you are at and let's get into it let's talk a little injuries real quick uh, positive news for the 49ers one Jaquaski Tart is practicing for the very first time since he broke his ribs several weeks ago. So he is wearing a blue non-contact jersey, so it doesn't mean necessarily that he will play this week, but this is the very first step into finally being back on the field. Also, uh, Tarvarius Moore, who's been you know key backup safety and beast on special teams, probably our second best special teams player behind Raheem Mostert. So uh, he is also wearing the blue non-contact contact jersey as well which means he's passed the first part of the concussion protocol with this being uh man what is today monday or tuesday tuesday um yeah it looks like he's probably going to play as well as long as there's no setbacks in the concussion protocol but so that's that's very positive you've got two different players um at the safety position that are going to be cleared looks like for the game sunday and this this game's huge we don't we don't have to play it up too much it's the most important game of, across the entire nfl all year there's so many playoff implications right on this so uh, there's a couple things that we know for sure okay first off for both Seattle and the 49ers, neither one of them can finish as the sixth seed now, even though Seattle lost because uh, Minnesota lost as well. So even if Seattle loses and the Minnesota Vikings win, Seattle wins the tiebreaker versus the Minnesota Vikings. So the worst case for either team, uh, 49ers or Seahawks, is the fifth seed. So the loser does seem like they are going to be playing whoever wins the NFC East. Uh, probably going to be Philadelphia. Could be Dallas. You know, there's some things that have to happen there, but. Uh, it does look like it's going to be the NFC West versus the NFC East in the wild card round. Now, 
Here's the thing. The, the most simple thing about this is this. If <laughs> the 49ers win, you're the number one seed no matter what else happens. We own the tiebreaker over Green Bay. We own the tiebreaker over the New Orleans Saints. So we win. We're the one seed. That's the simple part. Now, the Seattle Seahawks, it's much more complicated um, because they could win and not even get a first-round bye. So they need some things to go their way. So they have to beat the 49ers, which is going to be rough because they have so many different injuries. And the key game is the Packers. Okay, The only way that the Seattle Seahawks can get a bye is if the Packers lose. They have to have the Packers lose to Green Bay. Uh, sorry, they have to have the Packers lose to the Detroit Lions. Now, that game is in Detroit, but uh, the Lions have looked pathetic, to say the least. And I'm not trying to be, like, mean, but uh, 3-11 and and one loss. They have lost so many games in a row. Um, and there's a lot on the line for the Packers, who are finally looking really good. Their defense is looking great, the Packers, if you watch the Monday Night Football game. So they have to have the Packers lose. If the Packers win, there is no way, no matter what happens in the Saints Saints game, that has no relevance uh, to the Seattle Seahawks because uh, the Seattle Seahawks already beat the Saints. Uh, Sorry, the Seattle Seahawks already lost to the Saints. So the key game there is the Green Bay matchup, which is huge. So the Green Bay matchup is before. This is key as well. This is before... Uh, we play. We have the last game of the regular season. So curious to see if anything's going to change for the Seattle Seahawks if they've already lost the opportunity to win the bye week. Now, I don't think they're going to rest their starters. I don't think they're going to you know, do any of that type of stuff. <laughs> uh, they're going to play because you want to win the division. And even if they can't get a bye, you can get a home game. So the difference is, let's just say the Packers win. Versus the Lions, which is very, very likely, very likely. Um, then what's going to happen is now the Seattle Seahawks, it's definitely going to hurt their spirits for sure because they're playing for just to host a playoff game against you know a wild card team. And that's going to be key because you're going from bye week, possible number one seed, to be in the three seed, and now you're hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Now they played them already, but still... Uh, you know, yeah, I've seen a couple people out there in some conversations on Twitter saying, man, what if the Seahawks rest all their starters because if the Packers win, then they don't have to. No, they're going to play. <laughs> so they are going to play, but definitely in the back of your mind, I've been in those situations as a player and a coach where you're watching other people and it gets your mind off of preparation and things like that. So it does affect it. Now, the 49ers have not won in Seattle in five years. I'm sorry, since it's been a long time. So uh, this is going to be a big game. I do think that the 49ers are going to win. I will have an entire episode breaking down uh, the 49ers game and predictions and keys and all that stuff. But before we do that, I do want to jump into uh, the film, the defensive film, which we haven't really talked about yet, versus the Rams. So uh, what we're going to do here is, if you are watching this live, I'm throwing up the game film that is up on uh, the Patreon account. So again, if you have not already, um, head over to patreon.com or download the Patreon app, and you can watch it all on your phone. And what you're going to do is just search for the 49ers Rush podcast, and you just join the Frank Gore tier tier there and you get all of the offense and defensive all 22 and end zone film with audio commentary and coaching notes over the top of that so that 
is available for you guys. Appreciate all the support and those who have joined me over there. So as that film is playing, let's get through some of these questions. And if you do have a question, please just tag me in the chat. That way I can see it. I can't read through everybody's chat just because there's so much. But uh, appreciate y'all joining us on this wonderful Merry uh, Christmas Eve. Is Merry Christmas Eve a thing? Do you say that? I don't know what you say there. Anyway, here we go. Do you think that Quan will be returning? Yeah, it's looking like the case. Um, you know, Devin pointed out to me uh, this morning, you know, one of the key guys that's running all the social commentary. Devin's a beast, by the way. Um, love the work that he puts out. But, yeah, J.J. Watt is officially back from IR, and his injury took place right before Quan's. And so, you know, you're looking at Quan coming back. That first-round buy is key, I think, the, the NFC Championship would probably be the most realistic picture, and he would play. So, like, if he's back, you want him out there. Uh, Dre Greenlaw has filled in very, very well. Aziz has made some very positive plays, which you're going to see in the film that's playing right now on the podcast. But Quan is a difference maker. Day one, he is one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. And so there's a reason why you paid him all that money. So, yeah, uh, that is huge. Let's see here. Um, hey, John, I think the birds will attract our marketing uh, Lynch to make. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, I do love Marshawn Lynch. I, I really do love Marshawn Lynch. I, I love his attitude. I love that he gives back to the community. I love that he has no filter, but I hate the Seahawks. I hate them so damn much. So, you know, it's going to be pretty interesting to see his usage, uh, but He's coming back against a rough, run-stuffing defense, and we're just going to have to see what happens. It's going to be a lot of fun. The storylines are so many for this week's game. There's so much there. Um, and, yeah, the energy, once he goes out there, that stadium's going to go nuts. It's going to be one of the loudest places in the NFL. It's what it is. But, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a crazy game. But it's going to be a crazy game regardless. You're already talking about the most expensive uh, tickets for the entire season. And I'm not just 49ers versus anywhere. Any game so far this season, this has the highest ticket prices. You head over to you know StubHub or wherever you look at that stuff. They're nuts. It's almost impossible to get tickets on there. So, um, wow, Brock, I love it. He's staying with the the last episode I asked to share negative criticism, and he is staying on this. Uh, he says that I smell like cheese, and I love it, man. <laughs> he wants to get me a color rush Blaine Gabbert jersey. I hate Blaine Gabbert with a passion. I know he played with us for a while. I can't stand that guy. Anyway, uh, why is Marshawn Lynch talking about uh, they got unfinished business? Uh, surprise dude passed a drug test. He's almost on the backside of 30. You are correct, Fred. Um, yeah, you know, the last... Last time that Marshawn Lynch was with the Seattle Seahawks, they decided to throw the ball in from the one-yard line, and it cost them a, the Super Bowl. So that's what he's talking about there. So really excited to see this. I love it. I don't care. Um, he's physical. He's never been really fast. We'll have to see how it goes. I think we're going to shut him down. I really do believe that. I'm not really worried about the running game whatsoever. The Seattle Seahawks offensive line, which has been bad all year, lost their best player, Dwayne Brown. It's going to be rough. So uh, Marshawn's going to have to break two to three tackles each play to try to get positive yards. So take that for what you want. Uh, Jimmy G, this is the first time in Seattle. That's correct. He was there last year, but that was after the ACL, obviously. Uh, he was on the sideline. So, yeah, this is going to be a huge game. And Jimmy G shows up for big games. Uh, he's the antithesis to uh, the quarterback, Kirk Cousins, in uh, <laughs> Minnesota, which they lose every single primetime game. 
Jimmy G shows up in big time performances. You know, his record speaks for itself. Seven game winning drives, um, four game winning fourth quarter comes back this year alone. So yeah, it's, it's going to be special. Really, really excited about this. Um, yeah, Quan's coming back, guys. I really do think that there's a chance. I really, really do. But again, it's going to be a couple more weeks. So you're talking NFC Championship is probably whenever that's going to happen. So uh, yeah, <laughs> Barack, I'm going to poo my pants if Quan comes back. I'm with you there, man. I'm going to be pumped about this. All right, uh, from Fred, I hope Sala understands that Wilson will be doing this a lot of bootleg. Yeah, you're exactly right. They they are the first ones that showed the, you know, flow away, play action, bootleg out the side. Uh, Russell Wilson does that as well as anybody else in the NFL. And really the play that uh, really hurt us the first time we played against the Seahawks was the tight end out of the backside off of that rollout as well. So uh, Marcel Harris made a hell of a play the last drive of the game. I doubt we're going to get to it here. That's 55-minute breakdown uh, that you guys are watching. But uh, they did the little boot out of the back and they tried to sneak uh, the wide receiver behind the offensive line. We do that with Kittle all the time and we had a really bad problem with it against the Seahawks back when we played them. Uh, I think it was week 11, but Marcel Harris just came up and knocked the crap out of him behind the offensive line and just took him out of the play. And I think it was Robert Woods. No, it was, uh, sorry, it was uh, Josh Reynolds. So we have stopped that and so it would be really, really nice to have something there. Um, We'll see. We'll see. Uh, real quick from Damian. Jalen Hurd on the slot with Debo. Kittle the Beast is a problem. Do you think Sanders will resign if Jalen is healthy? Yeah, I think we do resign Emmanuel Sanders. I, I think you have to with what you gave up. You gave up a third and a fourth round pick, and I don't. I think you want a little bit more than a one-year rental. You know, Emmanuel Sanders isn't going to break the bank at all, so I, I do think that you keep him because that's such a young wide receiver core. I mean, if you're Jalen Hurd, still no snaps, Debo, you know, coming off his rookie year, he's been amazing, but still so many negative plays, whether it's fumbles, false starts, uh, holding calls, dropped passes. Debo's got a long way to go. And that's what's crazy is because Debo Samuel is so explosive. If he can cut down on those mistakes, which rookie wide receivers never really do much in the NFL. They really, really don't. And they have a lot of issues. And so a lot of teams slowly bring in the wide receivers, but Kyle Shanahan, uh, with the lack of depth that we have there, he has no choice. So I do believe you know, we're going to see Emmanuel Sanders long-term. I do think that he sticks it out, and I don't think it's really, really close. Um, let's see here. Jimmy says he loves adversity, baby. I love how he says baby after everything. <laughs> um, I think he kind of had to after that Aaron Andrews uh, whatever, but I, I can tell you this. Even though he says baby after everything, when he was talking to Aaron Andrews after the game, there was a little bit extra. There's a little stank on that baby, the way he said it. Uh, I felt it. You know, I I, I got slightly aroused. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, this is going to be huge. Can't wait. This is going to be the game of the year. And the, the only concern is, and, man, I probably shouldn't say this, it does kind of feel like the 49ers. Everything is leaning the 49ers' way. But uh, four straight games that ended the last second of the game is huge. You, you don't really expect it to go any other way. And despite all the injuries and everybody that the Seahawks are missing, they still got Russell Wilson, and they still got a lot to play for. Um, now, as a 49ers fan, we're hoping you know Green Bay wins. That's going to lessen the excitement for the Seattle crowd and give them a little bit less to play for. So you are excited about that, but we'll just have to see what happens. Um 
All right, so let's jump in real quick. Let's uh, change gears, and let's talk about the top five and bottom five players on the defensive side of the film you're watching. Um, you know, I haven't heard any of the accolades been mentioned yet. They haven't named, like, NFC Player of the Week and all that stuff yet, to my knowledge. Fred Warner is definitely on that list, uh, for sure. And so Fred Warner, he's the number one rated player for the 49ers. He got a 91.5 grade. He is just crushing it. Uh, K1. Williams, who just came back, 90.9. That's elite. He's in the elite category. He got 42 out of 70 snaps. Uh, he just played wonderfully well. Eric Armstead, 87.0. DeForest Buckner, even though he didn't make a lot of plays, okay? He, he was involved in seven tackles um, and got seven total pressures, though. He completely just dominated the inside of the line and allowed Fred Warner to make plays. A big reason why Fred Warner's success is taking place now is DeForest Buckner. Um, there's several different plays where, you know, I'm breaking down the film and Buckner's taken on a double team and he grabs both players by the chest and grabs their jersey and will not allow them to get to the second level. And so what Buckner's doing this year is much more like Vince Wilfork type defensive tackle play. Last year, Buckner was like the penetrating force, always getting upfield. But we've changed what we're doing because we have a little bit more edge presence. Uh, instead, he's allowing Fred Warner to roam back behind him. And so Fred DeForest Buckner made several key plays. He really, really did. So 75.9 for him. Richard Sherman, 71.9. Uh, would have been a much higher grade, but uh, he got beat for a touchdown run uh, where he lost outside contain a few times. But great game by Richard Richard Sherman, and Contavious Street. Uh, he's getting more play time. Uh, he got 19 snaps this week. I think he had 11 the previous week, and he played well. 66.8 grade, nothing too bad there. And Bosa with a 64.8 grade right in the middle. Now, if we flip to the other side, not a big problem for uh, to guess who is the worst graded player on the defense. Solomon Thomas, uh, him and Sheldon Day just keep fighting for that bottom spot. But uh, Solomon Thomas wins out, uh, 47.1. He got 44 snaps. Way too many snaps. Um, but what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, where is it? You got to play him somewhere just because we don't have the depth. And a big reason why we don't have the depth is... You know, if you look at just exactly what happened with, you know, we cut Jeremiah Valoga, we bring in Anthony Zettel, which I really do like him. If you uh, go through my Twitter feed at JL underscore Chapman, what I did was I put together um, all the plays on, what's it called, um, his sacks. He has seven and a half sacks on his career, six-round pick out of Penn State. He's played with three separate teams since he's been drafted uh, three years ago, and he's a little bit more of an effort guy. So I would like to see him getting some snaps out there. Um, kind of in place of Solomon Thomas on the edge. Keep him inside. Keep him inside. If we look at the breakdown, you know, Solomon Thomas, he was playing outside a lot, um, a whole lot. He got, let's see here, 19 snaps where he was outside. 19 snaps uh, of the 44 he was playing outside, and that's just that's bad football. <laughs> he cannot rush on the outside. He just can't do it. So anyway, Marcel Harris, 47.5. I really think he deserved a better grade, um, but he had a couple missed tackles, and so that was kind of problematic. He had a penalty, but, man, he played very, very well. I uh, I hate to say it, man. Marcel Harris has grown on me. <laughs> I really do. And, you know, you look through these pro football focus grades, 
And what you don't want to do is this is they're a launching point for how a player played because the way that they grade is you can get a plus two or a minus two and that's the spectrum on every play so if you have no effect you get basically a zero if you have a positive play you get plus two a super bad play you give a touchdown minus two and so that's just the way they do it and just because somebody gets a bad grade of 47.5 which that is a bad grade he made a lot of impact plays um Akella Witherspoon, 47.7. Don't want to bash too much more on Akella Witherspoon, but his confidence is shot. Um, I do think that he is going to start. Robert Sala doesn't make any adjustments in the game or after the game. (laughs) He just keeps with his guys at his system. It's really what it is. Uh, So Akella Witherspoon is going to be out there starting. I really wish it was Emmanuel Mosley, but that's okay. Uh, You take it. Uh, Akella Witherspoon's ceiling's high, but he's had three bad games in a row. And you could say, well, look at the wide receivers he's going against. Don't care. You got to play against good wide receivers all throughout this league. You got to make better plays. Got to make better plays. Jimmy Ward, 54.2, and Sheldon Day, 56.9. Aziz uh, and Drake Greenlaw were kind of right in the middle, and so was Val Luga. Uh, he was cut, but uh, he is no longer there anymore. So a uh, couple things that I do want to talk about, and uh, you know, with where we're at now, Here's the thing. This is the transition that the 49ers franchise has made. Usually by this point, we're talking mock drafts. We're talking draft prospects. We're talking draft positioning, all that stuff. And for a lot of other teams in the NFL, it's a dark time. And what I want to do now is just transition to what this thing I found on MyBookie, which is hilarious. MyBookie.ag, the number one sports book betting site in the world. They put up some prop bets on coaches getting fired. Um, Now, I don't like coaches getting fired. Not a fan. It sucks when people are losing their job and all those things. But just like anything else, um, there are a lot of polls put up. And we can make some money on this. So uh, we're going to talk through some sports uh, betting with the 49ers game and some prop bets and stuff on the next podcast episode. But I'm telling you right now, my bet of the week, it's up on my bookie. What you do is you scroll down, you click on NFL, then NFL specials. And they have props on all these different coaches, who's going to be fired and who is not. Um so, uh, you can, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff there, but here is the one that I am betting, and that is Doug Marone. I think that he is going to get fired. If you think that, he, and here's the question the way that they put it Will Doug Marone get fired by the first week of the 2020 NFL season? I am saying yes, and that's a plus 120 bet. I think that that organization is a complete disarray, and I love those odds. Uh, I, now, you might not get paid for a while, but I'm taking that bet. I already put money down on that. Uh, There's one for Pat Shermer, Freddie Kitchens, Dan Quinn, Anthony Lynn. Um, And then you can even bet the over-under. Will three and a half coaches get fired um, by the 29th of December. So after that black Monday, you know, the day after the last game, whenever the teams that are no longer in the playoffs are done. So uh, head over there to mybookie.ag, the number one sports betting site in the world. Use promo code 49ers49ERS. And if you do that, they're going to double your initial deposit. And, you know, if we look at just where the spread is on the 49ers game, we're still minus three and a half. I think that's going to get closer to four. The over under is 47. Um, You know, I, 
currently right now, I like the money line for the 49ers, which means we're going to win outright. We haven't won very many games <laughs> by, by a lot of points. So if you think this one's going to come down to the wire, I do think the 49ers are going to win. But that 3.5 bothers me. If it was 2.5, I'd take the bet right now. But uh, I'm betting the money line currently. But uh, we'll have some more bets later on this week from my bookie. Uh, they, they just do a hell of a job. Love those guys. They support us. And they kind of help push us to the next level with this podcast here um, with all of their support. So just want to say thank you to them. Uh, real quick, couple more questions here before I get to, man, sign off on our poem. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this. Totally nervous, which is weird. I never get nervous, but uh, poetry, who, who knew that would be what got me? Here we go, Damien. John, uh, do you like the rotation on the D-line on rundowns for first down? I don't mind it. Um, yeah, here's what happens. Every third possession, we send in our backups all the way across the line until it gets to a pass rush situation. And so, you know, the backup situation's rough because what we do is we move Solomon Thomas to the outside. Uh, who's going to be the other defensive end now? It's going to be, uh, you know, Anthony Zettel, which is going to be interesting. Curious to see how he's going to play. And then, you know, your interior guys are a mess <laughs> just because, you know, you've got Street in there. You've got Sheldon Day getting some snaps in there. I mean, we just don't have depth. And so I don't think D Ford's back. I don't think that he's back this week. He wasn't out there today. So again, to um, your question, Niner sickness, uh, I don't think D Ford's going to play. I think you rest him because guess what? You're in the playoffs. You don't want to rush him back. And if hamstrings just, it's a time issue. Hamstring is just time. You just need time away. And so no need to rush him back because let's say you bring back D Ford and he tweaks it like he did whenever he first came back. You're you're restarting a month clock. It's a, it's just a month. So allow him to get overhealed because ideally you win this game without D Ford. He gets an additional two weeks rest and he comes back 100. percent Now let's say we lose this game and then you're playing in the wild card. He still might not be back next week. So you want to ease him back because you're going to need him for the the Super Bowl. Um, anyway. Uh, take that for what you want. Uh, where's the cap at? Yeah, I have to go straight from here to church. Uh, <laughs> the, the kiddos are doing some type of play at church, so sorry about that, David. I know I want to wear the hat. Uh, the wife won't let me wear it at church. This is such a joke. I should w- be able to wear a hat wherever I want to go. It's a faithful, baby. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, how do you think the faithful will travel this week? I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be huge. Now, the pricing, um, faithful from birth, awesome tag name. The, the pricing is nuts. So <laughs> the people that are going to be there are paying a lot. Now, the Seattle Faithful Chapter, it's one of the best out there. I've partied with them before at drafts. They show up all the time. So uh, love that chapter. They put out a lot of great stuff. Uh, so hopefully we'll see how it goes. But uh, Seattle fans, they're, they're loud. They're excited about this game too. So we'll, we'll see what's up. Um, let's see here. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) uh, Let's see here. Also, yeah, Fred, thank you. They just announced as well the 49ers are going to be wearing their 94 throwbacks, my favorite jersey, the all-white throwbacks. So excited about that. Like, it's weird. I love uniform, uh, all that kind of stuff. I'm crazy with that stuff. And so I, I, I love the, you know, you look good. You play, you feel good. You play good. And that's what it is. You know, it's the old Dion and Jerry. They both had that same kind of adage. And you know, I know Kyle Shanahan's really big into that as well. So really, really excited about that. Um, what is the biggest loss in Seattle personnel that is in our favor? Dwayne Brown, the left tackle. 
I truly do believe he's the second most important player to that team. I think it goes Russell Wilson, Dwayne Brown, and then Bobby Wagner. So uh, Dwayne Brown was a huge, huge loss. Now, it does seem like Jadavian Clowney's going to play. He's not fully healthy, but we do know what happened last time he played against us. Maybe the best defensive performance by any player in the NFL um, You know that he did against us, which was huge. So take that for what you want, um, but really excited and... You know, here here's the deal, guys. The 49ers have been able to achieve all of their goals so far, or at least put themselves in the place to achieve all of their goals. They're a hell of a football team, and they've won a lot of games. They're 12-3, and three, <laughs> which it has been a while since the 49ers have been able to be in this position to play for that number one seed, and that is huge. And worst case scenario is, guess what? We're in the playoffs. Uh, you know, you got to go on the road. Not ideal. But definitely not impossible either. So really excited to see what's going to happen. And I do want to say just thanks. And here we go. This is, uh, let's do this. Why not, right? Twas the week before playoffs, the stage almost set. The 49ers and Seahawks had already once met. The NFC West was the best division in the land. The number one seed for the Niners was close at hand. The faithful were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of deep playoff round swam through their heads. The process was defined as brick by brick. Is this the year we finish quest for six? Young Shanny and Lynch were the team's designers. Is there a greater gift than being a fan of the 49ers? Now Bosa, now Kittle, now Jimmy G and Uncle Sherm. The hope for present and future greatness has finally been earned. The faithful, as always, will rise in support this Sunday night. Happy football to all, except the Seahawks, and to all, a good night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.